Hello, and welcome to the Nonprofit Radio Show, a podcast with tips and tools for small nonprofits. If you feel in the dark about how to run a nonprofit, sunshine is on its way. I'm Nancy Bacon, and I'm joined by Sarah Brooks. So I've been doing a lot of board training lately, and there's one refrain that keeps coming up, often in response to ideas about how to get board members engaged in the work. Sarah, I bet you're curious what this word is. Aren't you wondering? Yes, I'm very much wondering. It's always the executive director who comes to a board training. Don't you love that when executive directors come to a board training? You feel like, what should they be doing? <laughs> well, so it's the executive director. And then I'm left unpacking the possible reasons behind it and then offering some strategies to address it. And I just want to talk about it. Oh, I'm super curious. I assume we're talking about my favorite subject about like, how could I raise more money for my organization and mission? Oh, you would think so, right? No, 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 no. I wish. So here's the refrain I've been hearing. My board won't. My board won't fill in the blank. So my board won't read information I send them. My board won't help raise money. My board won't attend meetings. And, you know, whenever I hear it, there's always a sigh in the voice. There's a sense of defeat paired with it. I hear in my head this little phrase afterwards, and I'm tired of trying to entice them to do it. Oh, you know, I've heard this too, Nancy. So what are we going to do about it? You know, let's unpack some ideas, and I'm sure our listeners have other ideas as well. But let's start with, let's just first understand, right, that board members have a lot going on. They may not be reading reports and all that stuff because they just don't have time. Well, it is important to remember that they're volunteers, right? Most of them have very busy lives outside of the time that they spend with your organization or mission. And in fact, that's why you've invited them to be on your board, right? Because they're people who have connections, experiences, are living the lives um, of your mission. And so you, you picked people who are engaged and active and want to make things better. Those tend to be people who are busy. You're absolutely right. So what do we do about that? The first idea that I've been sharing, and let me share it with you and get your response, is to change it up. Mm -hmm. That if something isn't working, change it. Mm, uh, tell me. Tell me yeah, more. Uh, an executive, you know, here's an executive director at one training said her board expected her to write a 10 page executive summary for every board meeting, which they didn't read. Well, I wonder why. I know. I just and, you know, my first response is stop writing it. Come up with a one page solution or come up with a video, come up with anything else. But so the basic idea here is just change it. If they're not helping you raise money, change the expectation, figure out what's not working and change it. Totally. I mean, I feel like I feel like this is back to the like, um, you know, thing we all learned, like when when something's not working, like just stop doing it for a second, like stop. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I remember when I was learning to tie my shoe and I just I kept convinced if I just kept doing it the wrong way, eventually mm -hmm. it would work. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, just just stop and stop and catch your breath. Go back to understand, well, wait a minute, why might my board not might not be reading my 10-page report? Mm -hmm. And then I think the next question is, what is it I need them to get from that report, right? Mm -hmm. And then what's the best way to give it to them? How might they swallow that? I think you're absolutely right. And I, I mean, connected to this, we're saying change it up. And then a few times I've suggested that and people, oh, I can't do that. I can't know. <laughs> 
you know, my board meetings are just not well attended. They're really boring. People aren't engaged. And so I'll say, well, change your meeting agenda. Oh, no, I can't do that. And so then I'm like, well, I think not to get like all big word on you, but interrogate your relationship to change. Totally, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. Or just simply ask why. Like, why? Why can't you change it? There's no law that says your agenda has to be the way it is. And explore further, like, what would be the worst that would happen? Less people would come? Okay. (laughs) You got that problem. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, let's experiment, try. And I guess I would also uh, make the case for if you're going to change it up, articulate why you're changing it up right? If I'm going to change up my board meeting agenda, because I don't feel like we've had enough discussion and it feels like the board's just, you know, saying yes to whatever, or only reading reports, I'm going to start that next meeting with a preamble as to why we're changing the agenda. I'm doing it for this reason, not just because I like change or because I want to throw you for a curveball or I want to be on a power trip. It's like, there's something I'm really trying to get at here. And I like your feedback at the end, whether or not this meeting agenda got you there. Absolutely. So, so once you understand what's going on and you change it up, here's another idea. Break it down that we tend to think about our board as a whole, but your board is made up of individuals. So you might say my board won't do X, but it could be that individuals will do X or, you know, maybe breaking it down. Mm-hmm. And, and while you're breaking it down, break down the tasks too, right? Yeah that you might be asking a board member to raise money, but what does that mean? Yep. When you ask them to invite friends to an event, what does that mean? Yep. And so really breaking it down to its smaller parts that are actionable. Yep. You know, I love the worksheet. Like anytime I can think of actually how to break it down and give someone either, you know, I, what I'm looking for is you to fill in this blank, or I'm hoping you'll do these five things, or here's the worksheet where you're going to give me feedback when you read our strategic plan or, you know, anything that makes it tangible. Because remember, these are volunteers. And if you put yourself in the shoes of times you've been asked to volunteer for something, it's not the thing you're living and breathing every minute. <laughs> Chances are that's your family or your job or, you know, something else. And so you want to do this. No one signed up to be on your board because they didn't care. They signed up to be on your board because they do care and they want to be good at this. And so things like worksheets or explicitly clear directions or, you know, making absolutely certain how you're going to give feedback to them, those kinds of things, let me know what success looks like and then I'll do it. And then I'll do it. But if you leave me foggy, I don't know what to do. So true. And, you know, it's a skill to break down big concepts that we know well into its small parts. And so I like to even practice it, like take something you've never done before. Like I've been watching the the British baking show and sometimes they need to make some sort of a croissant or something mm-hmm. like that. And and everyone's supposed to just know the steps. And I'm like, uh, okay, first you get out the butter, then you, you know, and, and just, you have to write down every single step. So pretend that what you're asking your board member to do is a fancy croissant. Yep. What are the specific steps it would take to make that happen? Totally. Yep. And when you break it down, you know, someone who feels like, oh, I've made those six times, they'll still appreciate those directions because you're clarifying what you want. And so I might say, oh, but on step six, I'd actually do it this way. Is that okay with you, Nancy? And you'd say, oh, sure, that's fine. You know, or no, here's why I want you to do it. 
the way I have it written down. You're not insulting anyone by giving them overly clear instructions. <laughs> You're actually helping them see what it is that you are expecting in their help. You're absolutely right. I do prefer the almond paste over the chocolate. <laughs> I need to clarify that. Okay. Yeah. So here's another idea. Ask. This sounds really dumb. This sounds dumb. It sounds like, well, of course I asked them. They're on the board. So it's implied that I asked them. But sometimes I hear that board members aren't doing something they haven't been asked to do. So there's an assumption there. And that, you know, we don't want to make assumptions because we don't necessarily know that we all agree. So these people don't work in nonprofits every day. You may need to break it down and make the ask. Oh, it's so interesting. When you started talking about ask, I went into a slightly different direction. You're absolutely right. And 100%, if you haven't explicitly asked for someone to help and made clear what to do, you're not going to get anywhere. But I thought you were going in the direction of ask them why they're not doing something. (laughs) And I actually, I think if you're at the point where you are so exasperated that you're going to a a training and saying, my board just won't do this, you certainly need to do all the things we've talked about so far. And you probably need to go back to your board and just have a healthy conversation. And just in the same way that we shouldn't assume they know what to do, we also shouldn't assume we know why they're not doing it. Maybe they're not doing it. Not It has nothing to do with time. It has to do with they don't think it's the right thing to be doing. <laughs> or maybe they have some great expertise in something else and they're kind of waiting for you to ask them to do that because that's what they thought they were brought on the board to do. I think it's perfectly okay in a in a human-run organization to have a human conversation where you say, wow, I'm feeling like I must not be doing something to inspire you, board member Nancy, to help out. What am I missing? What is it you need to want to help move this mission forward? And then it connects with the last idea, and that is invest time in all that other board stuff that we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Talked about recruitment and culture and making sure you have the right people doing the right tasks and and all of that. And so, of course, everything we've just said is assuming that you have the right people on your board and you've attended to those other things, right? Totally. Yep. You know, I think anytime that you find yourself saying my board won't, it's the moment to stop and say, what should I do to try to help support my board? So doesn't our word of the week have to be will? It's the opposite of won't. Oh, nice. <laughs> so so it could be in that form of I will do that. But, you know, I also, we like to play around with words. So flipping the verb to a noun, to have the will to do something. And I suppose the question is, how do we turn what we want people to do into their own will to do something? Mm -hmm. How do we make the work of our organization something that they choose to do of their own free will? Yeah, well, and when I think about will, I'm not maybe quite as deep and reflective as you are today, but um, when I think about behind every will, and I'm thinking of it as the verb, I will do something, is an implicit can. I'm not going to say I will go to the moon if I don't know how to go to the moon if I don't think I can get to the moon, right? And so I think if we do want to get a won't to a will, then we have to first examine whether we've given everybody all the tools they'll need so that they can see themselves doing it. So I'm thinking, for example, board members and fundraising. Sure, you want board members to ultimately say, I will will go help fundraise. But first they have to say, I can. I know what to do. I can do this. I can go help fundraise. And then I will. I love that. 
I, I think that's really powerful. And of course, we all know where there's a will, there's a way, right? Totally. Well, we keep hearing stories of nonprofits rethinking how they work as we start meeting again. This gives us a chance to rethink how we engage board members so that they do what our organizations and causes need them to do. We hope this episode gave you a chance to think about what might be behind the won't and how you can turn a won't to an I will. You got this. Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Radio Show. If you like what you heard on today's episode, please consider sharing the podcast and rating us on your favorite podcast site. Your support is the best way for us to reach more people. We invite you to look at the show notes at nonprofitradioshow.com for ideas on how to bring these conversations into your organization or to tell us what you'd like to hear next. Nonprofit Radio Show is produced by Nancy Bacon and Sarah Brooks. Editing and post-production are provided by Margaret Mep Schulte of Three Choices Creative Communications. Music is by Riley Crabtree. Together, we are inspired by you and other nonprofit leaders doing important work in our communities.